You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delany Williams and I'm joined by my co-host Landry Holmes. Delany, I am so excited today because we're going to talk about Leviticus. We are going to talk about Leviticus and you know this is unit five, session five. So do you know what else that means, Landry? What happens at the end of every unit? What the session at the last of every unit? It means this is the big truth session. That's correct. So yes, this is a big truth session. And this one's titled, God Deserves Our Worship. And so, you know, sometimes with our big truth sessions, they may not fall in chronological order. But with this one, we just finished our sessions in the book of Exodus. And so now we're going to going to go into Leviticus this week. And so we're going to be in Leviticus chapters one through four. And so with this session, we want to remember that the big idea when we're thinking about it is, you know, we often think about Old Testament offerings in terms of sacrifices Israel made to cover sin. Leviticus also includes many instructions for how to offer other kinds of offerings that would help the Israelites worship God and also express their love and devotion to him. It's important to realize that worshiping God is a way to live that celebrates God with every part of our lives. Who or what we worship will determine how we think, speak, and behave. And so as, as we think about that as our big idea for this session, I want us to go ahead and talk about some of those activities that may need little extra instructions or extra prep time. And I'll start with our babies and toddlers. You know, they are doing an activity with watercolors this week. And so some of our leaders, hopefully they have seen the watercolors that maybe only have two or three little colors per set. You could call those jumbo watercolor sets. If you haven't, do a quick online search for those. And that's something that I would encourage you to invest in. The reason why is, especially with that age group, the babies and toddlers, these jumbo water sets have a larger space that has the paint. So it makes it easier for preschoolers, especially those babies and toddlers as their motor skills have not really developed those fine motor skills that much. It helps them as they're painting. So they're not having to fit the brush into that tiny little square or circle, you know, that comes in usually the eight, the eight color or ten, however many colors of the watercolors. Of course, anything that you have at your church, understand that you can make it work. Our preschool and children's leaders are some of the most resourceful out there. I would just want to make sure to give that little hint of in case you have not seen those Jumbo watercolor sets, that that may be something you want to invest in. Also, in our younger preschool leader guide, in the introductory activity, it recommends that we have large plastic coins. And so that's going to be a supply that's needed. Just remember, make sure that the coins are large enough that they aren't a choking hazard. And you may be wondering, 
where can I get large plastic coins? And that's something you could do a quick online search is, um, for that as well. And then there are plenty of places that you'd be able to purchase some of those if you do not have any readily avail available. You know, Lane, you, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Well, I was going to ask you, you know, we say a lot of times, make sure that this item is not a choking hazard. Do you have a do you have a good way for us to test if something is not a choking hazard? You know, I have um, something that someone had shared with me one time is if you take the end of like say a you could say a toilet paper tube or cardboard tube, um, paper towel tube, and if something fits down in there, that could be a choking hazard. There are some. I guess you could say official type tubes that you could purchase for them. And that's something that could be used or either if you do not have one of those, if it fits down one of those smaller cardboard tubes, then there you go. You know that that is, that could be considered a choking hazard. Okay, good. That, that's good to know. And also know that if we purchase new things, that the packaging is required to say, you know, don't use with certain age because it's a choking hazard. And so I would just, you know, caution all of our folks, if, if you are making purchases of coins or whatever it is, make sure that the packaging does not say that it is a choking hazard for certain ages. Correct. That is a good word because I'm sure our listeners know this. We care about, and as they do too, care about the safety <laughs> of our of the kids that are in our, our ministries. And so we, that is something that I hope comes across that the safety, the kids, that is utmost importance. And so you'll, they will see that throughout our resources that we will give different reminders in there. And that is for their safety and for, for the kids' safety and for our leaders' safety as well. And so, so you think about also, we're, we're gonna be talking about the word offering. And even in some of our younger preschool activities, we talking about an offering plate. And I want to remind our, our teachers that some of the boys and girls in our classes, maybe this is the first time they've ever seen an offering plate. They maybe have not been even in a worship service where an offering plate was passed. And so this is a good opportunity to help explain to them how we can give our offerings at church or a different way or a way that your church gives offerings and then tying that back to the lesson as well. And so those are a couple of the activities I wanted to highlight for our, for our preschoolers as well. And so um, again, as you said, we wanna make sure that there aren't choking hazards, especially those coins and then also making sure they don't put those in their mouths as well. And so Landry, if you'll go ahead and share about our kids activities for this session. Well, we were talking about not putting things in your mouth. So the session starter for younger kids, the option two is called a praise band, you know, and so many times we like to use kazoos and um, other things that they might put in the mouths. Here's my suggestion. If you're going to use kazoos or something else for your praise band that goes in the mouth, then plan on them having their own. Make sure it's clean, better yet, brand new, and 
put their name on that kazoo or whatever it is that goes in their mouth and send it home with them. As do not, you don't want to be. We talked about this before in another episode. We don't want to be swapping or sharing germs. Um, if you want to be super safe about it, use instruments that don't go in your mouth. You know, so you've got cymbals and drums and and uh, sand blocks and uh, rhythm sticks. Just um, that's the best thing to do. And then you don't have to worry about the sanitary thing about about mouse um you know and yes you can say well we'll we'll clean it after each use if i'm going to give a child something like a kazoo it's going to be theirs and they're going to take it home and we're not going to have any opportunity for swapping any germs so i like that philosophy landry (laughs) well we do talk a lot about safety issues don't we but that's it is important because we care about you and here's the thing is that parents care and it's important for parents to see that we care. If parents feel like that we don't care about things being sanitary and we care about hygiene, then you know they may go to another church that does care. All right, let's get off of that and go <laughs> was, to something else. Well, you I, was about say something say, else? I was just say I agree with you on that, Landry. And what I was thinking in my head is I remember talking with parents. I mean, recently and even in the past where they said, you know, we may not necessarily say something, but we notice it. And so, like you said, that that is important to them. And just because a parent may not say or really say, oh, I noticed how you did this extra cleaning or something does not mean that they aren't noticing it. They do notice it. And um, and hopefully parents are are communicating their appreciation for that. So. Well, that is that is good because a lot of times we don't hear the appreciation. We hear the well, we're not coming back because you don't keep the room clean enough. <laughs> so, uh, and a lot of times they don't tell us; they just don't show back up. All right, let's go on to the next thing: older kids. Older kids activity option two is write a worship song. This will be a lot of fun. I think that. We can provide prompts to help guide kids write a worship song. And if you're musically inclined, maybe you could bring a musical instrument, sing some of the lyrics that the kids come up with, or invite a worship leader at your church to come and participate. And not only is that good because you brought in somebody who has musical talent, (laughs) but also it gives an opportunity for kids to interact with somebody they may not interact with. You know, they may not go... To big church where they see that worship leader or even if they do they may not have that relationship so you're helping build relationships but also uh it's just it's a it, it, it can be a fun activity now with older kids some of them can go on oh, you know i don't want to write a song and this is the way this is what i often think who's the teacher here again so make sure that that uh, you make it a fun experience and don't let kids don't let kids thwart your ideas and your activities because sometimes they just say, I don't want to do that just to see what you'll say <laughs> or how you'll react. Then finally, there's a group activity in kids' worship. We talked about, you know, uh, some kids don't go to big church, but they're in kids' worship. There's a water race. Hey, if a game like this is not feasible in your worship space at your church, just consider adapting it. Instead of using water, use blue confetti 
or use blue packing material in place of water, then obviously you're not going to use a sponge, but you can use cups or spoons. So just adapt it. Uh, and maybe you have enough space to do a water activity, but you don't want to do a water activity. And maybe it's cold outside and you don't want to do a water activity because, you know, the kids are going to get wet and go outside and parents aren't going to be happy about that. So just, again, anything that we put in the worship guide, the midweek guide, the leader guides for Bible study, they're suggestions. And and that's why we spend this time talking about them, Delaney, is so that we can encourage teachers like like us to adapt them to fit their their context. And speaking of speaking of, you know, that we began talking about this big truth session being about Leviticus and it's exciting really. It really is exciting. And I'm not just trying to convince myself to help kids interact with Leviticus because it's a book of the Bible they often don't hear about. You know, they haven't had many bedtime Bible stories on Leviticus, if any. Now, I will recall a time when when my younger son was in the elementary school and he wanted to read the Bible and he wanted to read it through, but he wanted to read it through like, you know, book by book, Genesis through Revelation. So we read Genesis with him and we read Exodus with him. And we got to Leviticus. And there got to be some passages in there that this elementary school kid wasn't quite ready to hear. <laughs> that kind of ended the reading the Bible through for him. <laughs> now, that was a long time ago. As an adult, he reads the Bible, studies the Bible, and teaches preschoolers the Bible. But every time I think about Leviticus, I think, oh, my son who wanted to read the Bible through, and he got stuck in Leviticus, and that was the end of that that year. Well, you know, Landry, I think there's probably some adults, too, that have probably gotten <laughs> to that point and maybe gotten stuck. So anyway, yeah. I'm sorry not to interrupt you, even though I did. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm, fin I'm finished. I'm finished. Just <laughs> okay. I'm ready for you, Delaney. Well, I'm handing it off to you. Okay, well, there we go. Well, at the same point with that, I mean, I said that jokingly, but that's true. I think even a lot of our leaders have have not been exposed or read as much about Leviticus. And so that's something that is exciting to me as well. Um, I already mentioned about that they're going to be learning what offering is for preschoolers. You know, last episode we talked about how we could we would be introducing some new vocabulary to them. And this is an opportunity to do that as well. And I think something too along that same way would be that we get to help them understand that um, the offerings or the things that people gave were things that were valuable and important to the people they gave when they gave their offerings they gave their best to god and that can be really difficult for kids and especially preschoolers to learn but we're beginning to help them understand that god deserves our best and it's important that we're teaching them that now and what it means to worship God. Because the truth is, Landry, no matter our age, we all, we're going to worship something. And we want boys and girls to worship God. We need to worship God. We want to worship God. And so we need to help boys and girls understand what it means to worship God. And that includes our thoughts, our words, and our actions. 
And, you know, offerings are us giving something valuable to God to show we love and that we trust him. And it's, it's not always easy to give our best to God, but we can trust him to provide. And so those are just some truths that when I think about getting, having the opportunity to teach this story to boys and girls, those are some big truths also that I just think is very important to help them understand and, and that's something that we get to help lay that foundation for them that will set that foundation for later in life. That's right. Exactly. And there are people that kids are going to encounter that pick and choose what they want to not just read about in the Bible and what they want to read in the Bible, but what they want to believe. And I heard somebody a few years ago, a very prominent person, who I will not mention that person's name because everybody would know who I'm talking about, basically discounted the whole book of Leviticus. And we can't discount any word in the Bible, much less any book of the Bible, because we believe that, that every word is inspired by God and that, that God has every word in there for a reason. And so I think this is helpful too, especially as we talk about older kids, a great opportunity to help them understand every book in the Bible, every chapter in the Bible, every verse in the Bible, every word in the Bible is there for a reason and we can't choose only what we want to believe about the bible all the bible's true great word and great reminder landry thank you for sharing that and we want to thank our listeners for listening to today's episode of the podcast we hope you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the gospel project for kids and preschool Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.